Hey, DJ Flook here from Stadium Scenes Main Event. Networking has become more important than ever, so why are you still carrying around paper business cards that end up lost or in the trash? Our friends at Link have created a solution to that problem by getting your contact info directly into that person's phone with a simple tap from your plastic business card, a bracelet, or even an Apple Watch band. When it's time to update your contact info, make the change in their easy-to-use networking app. For listeners of Stadium Scenes Made Event, you can save 15% by typing in promo code StadiumScene, that's all one word, at checkout. To learn more, visit linkapp.com. That's L I N Q A P P.com. Today on the show, we're going to meet Laura Beck. Laura was paralyzed from the chest down and initially lost the movement of her hands in a car accident a few years ago. She's here to share her story and how sports have played a huge role in her rehabilitation efforts. This is an interview you won't want to miss. Live from a makeshift recording studio, somewhere in the middle of the desert, this is the Stadium Scene Podcast. With your hosts... DJ Flug. I suck at trivia and I suck at telling jokes. Kay Thompson. The Jackman, which is just the most awesome name. And Jillian Fisher. No, that was just because I'm crazy as hell. <laughs> You're listening to the Stadium Scene Podcast. Hey, it only took us uh, almost two years, but we have finally reached episode 30. Woo. <laughs> Even though I say I'm not going to go woo, every show I still do it anyway. <laughs> so uh, Jillian, the celebrity, he- is here with us today. Oh, chill out. Chill. Cool your jets, DJ. <laughs> uh, Logan, have you checked the Instagram account lately? DJ changed our description. <laughs> Are you... Actually, I have not, because I don't it, do Instagram as much anymore, but I think I need to go check it. it actually, I think it was the Twitter account that we changed. Um, uh, yeah, no, the, I'll, I'll save you the time. The, the Twitter Our Twitter bio now says, uh, uh, we knew at Fisher Jillian before she was an A-list celebrity. <laughs> you are such a punk. <laughs> way to, way, also, way to jinx any future success I have. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as jinx. So, Oh, uh, Kate, Kate's here too, by the way. Yeah, yeah. figure that out. Rude. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and get started here. We have a, a guest with us in the uh, on the Skype line here. So uh, today our guest was uh, started off as a you know an average young adult who you know loved hiking, loved running, and unfortunately was in a car accident that resulted in a spinal cord injury and led to paralysis from, I believe, the chest down and severely limited the use of her hands. Uh, she's here today to tell her story about the, uh, the process and the rehabilitation process and how sports have played a huge role in that. So please welcome to the show, Laura Beck, also known as An Honest Quad. Laura, Hello. welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So let's uh, let's let's jump right into it. Can you uh, just kind of tell us about you know you 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 mentioned and we saw your video on WebMD. We've seen your Instagram account. Um, can you just tell us about you know, what what your life was like before the injury? Just you know, general summary of that. 
Yeah. Um, so my husband and I, we actually had just moved to Chattanooga three years before the accident, I believe. Um, we were all about hiking and being outside. I was, we were trail running. Um, and I had the, the year that we moved here, um, I had just completed a half marathon and then I did another one here. Um, running was like my way to relieve stress. We were always outside with our dogs. And, um, I mean, we still are actually, I'm saying it like I don't anymore, but we still do. So like, I mean, we were hiking the minute we got off work. That's the way it was like, go get the dogs, go hiking, get outside. We were always active. And, um, then yeah, um, we got in a car accident and yeah, lots changed, (laughs) but yeah, before we were just an average married couple, I, my goal in life was to, is to do an Ironman. I am nowhere near that now, but, um, yeah. So um, going going back to that the the day of your accident, can you just tell our, our listeners just you know what happened? Yeah. Um so we were in Baton Rouge for Thanksgiving and it was such a good trip. I actually say me and my friends were like it's crazy that like it was such a good trip and then like things changed cuz there's been stuff with our families, you know, how that goes like stuff with families it just goes and and typically there would be something but it was just a really great thanksgiving and uh we hit a puddle in between we like left in in the rain um my husband's birthday is november 29th and uh we were like let's get home so we can just chill on your birthday because we didn't have to work that day and so um we decided to leave at like 11 and it was pouring down rain the entire time i think there was a break in the rain when Jacob hit a puddle, flipped our car flipped three times and then hit a tree, and the tree went into the roof of the car. The roof went into my head and then compressed my spine at C6. So, like you said, um, paralyzed from the chest down and my hands. Um, they don't. They're they're working a lot more now, but they don't really have fingers. So it's like I have adapted to yeah. that. Like using them is like. Yeah basically nubs I guess by fingers but yeah and you said running was like something really important to you and just anybody that plays any type of sport or competes at any level knows just how important that is to your life and just the kind of way it is a release and it's just a break from everything the days Mm -hmm. after the accident like what were what was going through your mind just especially because like things are so different now How, how do you process that and what is that like so this actually leads into kind of a funny story. I had this therapist, uh, not like a, do you have your physical therapist and your occupational, but this was my like counselor, if you will, at rehab. Um, and it was so interesting to me because like the first day she came in, we're talking, I tell her I love running and I'm just like, as I'm telling her, I had a tear fall like, I'm not going to be trail running. She immediately jumps into like, there's adaptive stuff. You can get on this like wheelchair and go in the woods. And I'm like, what lady? Like, that's the last thing I'm thinking of. I'm not yeah. adapted stuff. I'm just like, 
holy shit, what am I going to do? Like, I, I can't run. Like, I can't walk. I'm not going to be able to, like, stand and hug Jacob anymore. Like, um, I think it, my sister, well, both my sisters and my brother, they, they hated that therapist with me. So I started, like, she would come in and I would pretend to be, like, really, like, yeah, everything's great. Like, I'm doing so well. And my sister's just looking at me, like, <laughs> laughing because we know that on the other side of it, I'm like, holy shit, I'm not going to run again. And mm-hmm. I, didn't, I couldn't talk to her about it because all she would do is, like, throw something in my face. Like, typically, you would expect her to be like, oh, like, yeah, tell me what you yeah. Yeah. What do therapists do? I don't know. Well, it's like sometimes I say, I don't need a solution to my problems. I just need somebody to validate my feelings. Like, I don't need you to solve it. My feelings are my feelings. Let me have them. So, like, you don't need a solution. You're you're devastated. And stop trying to solve it. Let me be sad. Yeah. It it happened to my neighbor, too. I'm not... I don't know. I I guess they're a different kind of therapist there. They have a different name. Do you remember their name, Jacob? They're, um... I don't know. This is not what we're talking about. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a different kind of therapist, though. The one that obviously wasn't just validating the, the fact that like, your life was completely different. And it just, I, that has to take time just to settle in and come to terms. Like, do, you, do you ever come to terms with that? Or what, what is that process like for you? Um, come to terms. I, you know, sometimes I still don't feel like I've come to terms yeah. with it. Um. I think for me, um, where it changed, because at first it was just crying because like, I, like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And now it's like a, it's become normal that I don't. And then sometimes that'll just like hit me in the face, like, holy shit. Like I, I have to like, to make it into my house, I have to push up these ramps and it's really freaking hard. Like. Normally, I just walked inside, you know? Okay. Um, when I went to Shepherd Center. So, that was, like, five months after my injury, I think. It's November. And then I went in March. So, I guess four. Um, I went to day program. And uh, when I was telling, like, those, they had a counselor there. And she's just wicked cool. Um, her name's Cheryl. But she definitely taught me, like, no, dude, like, he was like, I don't think I'd want to go golfing if I had a spinal cord injury. And it's like, yeah, like, you get it, you know? Because mm-hmm. golfing was her sport. But anyway, um, when they put me in the racer chair, I was with um, Gus, the sports director. And um, he put me in a racer chair. And, and I was pushing on one of those. You put the, um, it's like a standstill. Like, you put your bike on and it would be a stationary bike. Um, what's it called? That you put it, hand cycle. No, 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 no. The racing chair, but like it has like a so you can do it inside a roller. Yeah. And it was I was just pushing inside and it was like I had that runner's high feeling where it's like, oh my gosh, that's it. So um I knew that I was gonna be wanting one and I ended up applying for a grant and I got one. This was like amazing. Um they're still trying to figure it out, it's not completely adjusted to me yet. Which is, I mean, going to take time to figure it out. It's just not the same. It's pretty uncomfortable, but 
from what I'm hearing from other quads is like, yeah, your neck's going to feel like shit for weeks after you do it. And then you're just going to have to like suck it up. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Because <laughs> because I don't have like the muscles to pull back my shoulders, so my neck is doing a lot of work to like stay up and look where I'm going. Um, you can kind of see it in some of the videos that I've posted, where like I'm straining to pull my neck forward to see forward. But yeah, um, it's definitely I'm so thankful for it. And then just having Jacob to get me out, like he does a lot so that I can be active still, which is, I mean, he's completely selfless and all that. So I owe a lot to him for getting to be active. So I work the Chicago marathon every year, mainly because they give us cool jackets, but <laughs> it's totally not the only reason. But this year I got to see all the wheelchair racers going up to the starting line. And I was like, wow, all these people, they just keep going. Yeah. They all come from different walks of life and everything. Um, what sports have you been um, participating in as part of your rehabilitation process? Um, rugby, wheelchair rugby. Um it's pretty funny. I mean, I, if I'm being real, I suck out there right now. So <laughs> thankfully, it, it takes time. I'm sure it takes time to learn, right? Like, yeah. But. And then like, you don't, so I basically, we have this joke with quads. They'll, we'll be like, oh, can you do this? And then like, no matter what it is, like, well, if you have triceps, cause you, so atrophy, Basically, so your muscles just kind of disconnect from your body. And so some of us have triceps and some of us don't. And I have one. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying to think that there's some. Is there a way to get it? Like, this might be a really stupid question, but like, yeah. is there a way to get it back like, to, to get those muscles back somehow? Like, I know that sounds probably really dumb. Like, obviously no. you, you can't, but is there a way to, to get that muscle? Um, so technically, no, there's no way you could like, okay, if I do this and the muscle come back, like I can do everything in my power and I do, um, my right tricep is just, it, it's you, I mean, you can see the difference looking at my arms. Um, and I do, um, a lot of stuff like, I mean, push-ups, mm-hmm. Well, I was so okay. We, we'll go out and push like miles, and the crazy thing is like, I just like it doesn't build the same. And then if you like, so I know people that are paralyzed from the neck down, and like they're just they're fighting just as hard as any of us, but they don't get more back. Like I think it's really fair for other spinal cord injuries to say like yeah well I I worked hard enough and I got that muscle like no I think you know our bodies are like every single spinal cord injury is so different and we like to compare but at the same time I think it's important to like remember like sure like I could be working really hard and never get that tricep back I can try to walk for the rest of my life and never walk but like I think for the people that are super determined for them to say, like, I'm going to fight for it 
till I die. You know, that maybe they'll get it back, maybe they won't. Yeah. But if you're not fighting, then you don't know for sure. So yeah, though, I think a key takeaway there too is just like you know we're asking questions we're hearing your story but like everybody's story is different and mm-hmm. everyone's unique and is is just as valuable and is just as meaningful right yeah so like yeah I couldn't control my tricep back there's no guarantee I guess so, yeah so I want to take a a little bit of a step back here um after <laughs> after your injury. You know, I saw in, on the video you did with, with WebMD that you you made a decision that I think your quote was something to the extent of you don't want to be an old hag in a wheelchair. <laughs> or, I'm, I may be paraphrasing that. What, no, you got it right. I did get it right. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. My, yeah. Uh, so what what was the moment for you where you, you, know, you made that decision? You just had a, a traumatizing, life-changing accident where you, know, you very easily could have you know, shut yourself down and, and said, I'm, that's it, I'm done. But, you know, what, what was it for you that made you say, look, I'm, I'm going to get back out there and I'm going to play rugby and I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to do a marathon. What, what, what was the point that, that, you know, you made that decision? I, that is a really good question. Damn. <laughs> okay. Hard hitting. <laughs> DJ coming in hot with That's, hot takes right. and hot questions. I, I am the Barbara Walters of podcasting. <laughs> ah. We're still that far. <laughs> I think that's uh, the first time I've ever had a hard hitting question. So, <laughs> sorry. No. Um. Okay. So, I think that. Became kind of real when I got out of the ICU. Um, you know, I guess I would say that it happened in there because. Um, so it, it was just crazy. So there was a, a sign on the ceiling that said, like, um, okay, stop, wait, before you go to the bathroom. Before you slip, trip, or fall, give your nurse a call. <laughs> Sorry, that took me a second. I knew it rhymed, and I was like, what the hell did it say? Before you slip, trip, or fall, give your nurse a call. And I got in there that first night. The guy was like, um, he, I guess he hadn't looked at my chart. I don't know. But he was like, hey, make sure you, before you go to the bathroom to, you know, let me know because I'm going to come in here and help you. And I was like, wait, no, like, I can't get to the bathroom on my own. Like, I can't get there. And then he was like, no, no, like, I'm serious. You need to make sure you call me before you get there. And I was like, no, like, bro, I'm paralyzed from the chest down. And he was like, oh, shit. Sorry, oh, man. I'm sorry. Oh, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. I could take that and be like, you did. You didn't read my chart. <laughs> Instead, like, we, like, we still laugh about it. And we, that sign, I took a picture of it. It's like, before you slip through the fall, give your nurse a call. Like, well, yeah, you're paralyzed. Like, I'm not going to be calling you because yeah. <laughs> I got a freaking Foley cat then, man. Like, I don't got to go pee. I'm just peeing as I go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's good to kind of have that, not sense of humor about it, but like that's two ways to take it. Like you could be like super upset, super annoyed that he didn't read the chart and everything. Or, 
you know, you can look at it the other way. And I think it's, I think it's easy for us to be like, oh, wow, that's like, that's really like awesome to hear that. But I think it's different to imagine being in that situation. I think that mm-hmm. that for me is what I just love hearing the story about that just because it's, I think it's just so something that we, nobody ever thinks they're going to have to encounter. Right. Yeah. So, so you you mentioned earlier that you, you play rugby and we were trading emails and he said, I have, I have rugby practice on Monday nights. And I was just like, I, I, I just kind of, I was stumped. I I was like, how, how, how does rugby work exactly for you? Dude, it's nuts. Um, (laughs) It's in Atlanta. um, So I have to drive down to Shepherd Center for it. There's another one that just started in Nashville is what I heard, but it's just the same distance. And I would have to to go back to central time to go to Nashville. So Atlanta's better. Um, But yeah, um, we drive down there every Monday and typically I try to plan my like, so I have a back fin pump. It's like this, it's like the size of a hockey puck and it's like in my skin and it controls spasms and tone. Um, and I try to like get those appointments on the same day. Sometimes we're down there two or three times a week and there's actually a tournament <laughs> November 10th weekend. And I'm kind of freaking out. Like, <laughs> like just, this like, coming November, like November <laughs> what like you're coming up in like the next couple of weeks yes oh, that's exciting like, well well yeah i just like i'm so afraid i'm gonna look like a fool out there like what is this <laughs> girl doing it's mostly dudes that play so nice so you're gonna be one of the few girls out there playing i don't know well i'm the only girl on our team so that's badass it's the uh, i'm guessing there's gonna be other girls so some of us aren't quite familiar with uh, rugby. Could you give us a <laughs> little like summary? <laughs> I honestly don't know. Okay, this is going to sound really stupid because I play it, but I have no idea how it compares to the real rugby. I just know that I, it's about, okay. So I'd say it's a mix between like soccer and basketball. It's basically like normal sports like you've got a goal you got a ball and you're trying to get the ball to your goal but there's like you know it's kind of like defense like I'm on defense that's all I that's all I try to do and then maybe if I every now and then get the ball do get it to the people that are supposed to have the ball because I'm slow as uh, no, say it. <laughs> I am so slow. It's so embarrassing right now because we'll do like lines where you're like you go down the basketball court and turn around and then go back down, and I'm I'm like always last. Like I know that I'm gonna get picked last, but y'all, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine guys. So I keep imagining Quidditch, and I don't even know why. So, <laughs> well. I love Quidditch. I just love Harry Potter in general, but Quidditch, yeah, it's kind of like that. You just don't have rings. You just got to get it in between the two cones. Yeah. See, I'm not that far off. (laughs) Some of those guys are ruthless. Like, they will slam into each other. I think we had three people fall over last practice, like, in their wheelchair. See, those are making me think of the beaters. See, I'm right here. (laughs) Yeah, dude. One guy on our team lost his teeth last year in, in the tournament. Oh my wait, god! Wait, wait, were they were they 
They, they were permanent teeth? They weren't, like, dentures falling out of his mouth? No, they were his teeth. Like, he oh. bit and dude's like, uh... <laughs> yeah. No, that guy's ruthless, dude. He's a quad amputee. That guy... Everyone that watch, Like, you're just... It floors me every time I'm doing practice. I'm like, holy crap, I'm on the same court as you. And they're... I am not at your level, bro. <laughs> Hope he's on your team. <laughs> <laughs> he is on my team. But... I, I don't know to be out there playing with them. I'm so slow, man. Yeah. I'll be out there playing with them. So I happened to see a, a video of you uh, where you actually That's... went skydiving. Oh, yep. How uh, how can you uh, talk about that experience? Um, I mean, I've I've been skydiving. Kate, Kate, uh, have you been skydiving? I would get hurt somehow. Say what? Just I would get hurt. So you wouldn't. <laughs> Kate is clumsy. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Anyway, yeah. Just pick your knees up so they can run in your legs. If you would go with another dude, and Jillian, there would be a dude. Okay. Jillian, have you have you gone skydiving before? Uh uh-uh, uh no. I'm terrified. <laughs> I I did it for my birthday before I became an adult and bought life insurance. Now I'm not allowed to go anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, both <laughs> both the uh my safety director at my home and uh budget director <laughs> and my general overall boss says no but the life insurance policy also says no as well so we're talking about a wife yes. yeah yeah <laughs> it's okay wifey he loves you yeah <laughs> see, see, there's a reason why the amount of stupid things i do has gone down significantly over the last six years. It's still a very high number, but it's much lower than what it used to be. <laughs> no, I'm asking her what you just called her, right? She, she'll be like, whatever. He's a jerk. We know it. <laughs> I know. Uh, Kate will rat me out. So what? anyway, back to, to skydiving. How, uh, how was that experience? Okay, so I was terrified. Um I had never been before the accident, so I really didn't know what to expect, I guess. And uh, when I got there, dude, um, Ryan, I think was his name. I recommend I recommend him because I've seen some other videos of someone with cord injuries going skydiving and they didn't have the strap that he created. He made a strap for his friend who was paralyzed from the neck down. You wrap it around your legs and then like it clips to your chest. So it pulls your knees up. And, to, and keeps them together. So that was my main fear was that my hips were going to pop out of socket. Oh, like, yeah, dude, no, it happens, man. Like, there people's hips pop out of socket because there's nothing to control their legs. I He said that's what, and I was like, oh, God, thank God this is the place I came to because he literally created the strap. Wow. Um, yeah. Just, you know, a lot of things going through your mind. It's just, you know, that. Never imagined that would be one of them. Uh-huh. Well, wow. just wait till I tell you the story that he told me right before they took me to the plane. <laughs> oh <laughs> Lord, <laughs> like, this is really morbid to tell you guys. I'm, I mean, it's sad, but like the fact that he told me this before we went on the plane, I'm like, oh my God, I still did it. Um, he told me that one of their friends, when he was like, so he's, he had been skydiving since he was 11, and one of his friends that was paralyzed from the neck down, I think he said he was like 16 at the time, and they used to have like an open back on the straps that they would put on the people they took, and 
the dude like slipped out of the strap. Oh no. Oh my yeah. gosh. Before they did like this uh oh. other strap from like the neck to the butt. So yeah. And he I told you like, that before you went. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just like, well, shit. Let me. Like, oh. he, he totally did that on purpose. He could have waited till you came back. He did he that on could've. purpose. <laughs> I mean, they knew that I was like crazy. I mean, this dude, this dude is legit. He had like all kinds of piercings, tattoos. He was crazy. You could tell he was like, he was the man. He had no fear. And I was like, thanks for telling me that someone. Sort of like me died. <laughs> Don't be honest. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate the heads up, sir. It was, dude, though, I I will do it. It's so expensive, but I mean, skydiving, if I get the chance, I'm down. Like, I was like, flying, man. I don't know. I Like, the whole time down, I was like, this is living. This is oh, that's living. awesome. Yeah. It's just, you know, I, it, for, for me, it was like, Oh, it's 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 over already. I'm I'm on back on the ground <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, but then you're up there forever as well. It was like it, so fast, so slow. I, it just yeah, and and the, you know for for me when when I'm you know I did the tandem and I'm you know they have the the door open and and you're just kind of there rocking on the edge and I'm just like okay are we, you know am I really <laughs> secure here and and I'm just like oh my okay here we go and you know you're you're free falling back to earth very quickly and you're looking down like whoa <laughs> so freaking cool man and it's just yeah it's just one of those experiences i'm, I'm so glad I, I was able to do it before i uh uh decided to grow up and become an adult or try to become an adult rather. it's debatable it is debatable see and then uh, a month after i went skydiving i uh i did one of those racing fantasy car days where i went on a racetrack and drove a car 160 miles an hour over around the track this is uh Heck yes. this is all yeah this is all like pre getting married so message to the youth get it out of your system while you're young. <laughs> <laughs> or you just find another my husband is more adrenaline junkie than me so i feel like we're we probably need an adult together <laughs> <laughs> you need somebody to keep you guys in line <laughs> i did well that's not true too so i'm like terrified of stuff happening to jacob and then like what do we do like if i can't help you i don't know so uh two weekends ago he went mountain biking with my brother-in-law and i was like don't go too fast <laughs> he was like yeah i know i'm scared to do anything like really major but whew, i want him to still live but what would we do if we were both quads you know what i'm saying I'm sure you guys would find a way. You you seem to have a pretty positive outlook, and it seems like you guys would. Not that it's not not trying to say it's going to happen, but I feel like you guys are such positive. Like the the outlook you have is so amazing that I I, I don't think anything would get in your guys' way. You're probably right. <laughs> so, so on that note, let's uh, we're gonna go ahead and, and wrap this up, and then let Kate come in and share her five fun fast facts. So final uh, so a final message. What what do you want you know the listeners here to most get out of your story? Um really that if there are things that you love, 
even if it's not exactly the same way as it was before, that you you are still going to find a way to do them if you love them. Like not not that it's going to be exactly the same. Kind of like how that lady compared. But like you will learn to like if you love life, then I mean you're going to have a good time, even if really shitty things are all around it. Like. If you are happy being who you are, it's a matter of your outlook. Is pretty much like if you have if you yeah. have a, you can have a bad time or you can have a good time. It depends yeah. on how you want to take it. And laughing, like in the midst of like shit, that to me, like that's what that's like. My family, they laugh with me. They'll like make fun of me, or you know, like <laughs> and that's, that's like what I love. It's like uh. If you like do my hand motion to me, like when I do quotation marks, it's just my yeah. hands flapping. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah, nice quotes. That's good, Laura. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, why don't you come walk over here real quick? No. Oh. <laughs> oh man. That's what my friend Mariah does. She's like, Will you come in the kitchen? Like, like, that. Get up. Get up and come in here. It's, it's ruthless, but you think it, yeah. it makes it lighter, so it's not as tough. For sure, yeah. All right, Kate. Let's uh, let's see what you came up with today. Okay, tea or coffee? Who? Oh, hard lavender tea. Hmm. Yeah, I might have picked this question while sitting at my table, and there's two boxes of tea. So, <laughs> uh, should write a book about how you come up with your questions. I feel like it would be really interesting. No, we should talk about when my boyfriend leaves his Amazon account open and asks me if I need anything and walks away. <laughs> um, <laughs> so who's your fa- who's your role model? That's like a really good question. Honestly, you know, Mariah was here earlier and I was telling her how much I admire Jacob because he's so not like me, but I'm so not like him. And we like, I would say Jacob. Yeah. Jacob is super chill, super positive. And like, I really like look up to that in him. He always, yeah. Disneyland or Disney world, (laughs) Disney world. Because it, I would go to Florida so that I could go to Universal after and go to Harry Potter World. <laughs> Harry Potter World's where it's at. It is. I had to make the tough choice. I only have half a day to go to either Universal or Disney, and I picked Disney, so. Oh, no. Are you I, not a big Harry Potter fan? Well, I am, but I decided to do that one with my boyfriend. Uh, That's uh, nice. Yeah, I'm sometimes a nice individual. Sometimes. <laughs> Not often, but sometimes. <laughs> Favorite Halloween candy? Uh, that's hard. Butterfinger or Reese's? And that's weirdest question you've ever been asked. <laughs> what? That My one. God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, at least I didn't ask you the last time you remember what the room smelled like. Where do you come up with these? <laughs> Weirdest question I've ever been asked. Um, gosh. 
I can't think about this too harder. It's just going to get harder as we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess um, probably getting asked if I had a boyfriend by another quad. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That probably, because I was just like, what are we going to do, bro? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, I can't feel, I can't feel like this is going to go nowhere. So, <laughs> even if I didn't have one, you would not be as looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is classic. Oh. <laughs> is that five? So that's five. That's five. Wait, you should hear some yeah. of the. See, when we we don't interview somebody, Kate does uh, trivia about whatever topic, and some of the questions are just so off the wall crazy. I don't even know where to start. But <laughs> should write a book about it. Maybe I will. But. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at this point, Kate, you have like seven books you need to write, so you better start writing. <laughs> I'll write them down so that I remember to write them. <laughs> when, you, when you get five minutes, you write the book. Okay, so uh, that uh, should about wrap us up for today. Laura, thanks for being on the show today. Uh, this was a Sweet, thanks for having me on. very inspirational story. I think that uh, the listeners here are really going to get a lot out of it. Before we uh, wrap up, do you have anything you'd like to plug? I don't believe so. At least your your Instagram I would, account. I would say check her Instagram out, definitely. <laughs> oh yeah, an honest quote. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> so we'll uh, we'll when we share this out, we'll uh, we'll share this on our our Instagram page as well, so you'll be able to get to it directly and follow. So wait, uh, what is y'all's Instagram page name? We well, I'll tell you here in a second when I <laughs> I do do the sign off. So. Uh, again, thanks everybody for listening today. Uh, visit us at stadiumscene.tv, at stadiumscene on Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest, and at stadium underscore scene on Instagram. And we will see you next time.